Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, debunking the lobbyist myth. There are a ton of people who are in this town that are advocating on behalf of children, that are advocating on behalf of the poor, advocating on behalf of homeless. Uh, there are advocates out there. Not everybody is working for the Fortune 500. Whether or not they want to call themselves lobbyists, that's up to them. Advocacy is one of the largest employers in the greater Washington region, but it's also one of the most misunderstood. Ivan Adler is principal of the McCormick Group. He spends most of his days working in this industry and helping people staff up to advocate for causes. Ivan, thanks for joining us. Let's just get right after it. This is one of the most important sectors in the local economy, yet I think it's one that most people tend to look down their nose at from outside the region. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, if you take a look at polls that show who's liked in America, Congress is at an all-time low, politicians in general at a low, lawyers at an even lower stand, and lobbyists even below that. So if you take a look at uh, who's liked, they're not well-liked. But I think that's uh, you know par for the course for what's going on today in the world. Well, clearly, when you're outside of government and you're looking in government, there's a lot of frustration. Then, of course, we have politicians making their bones by railing against the very system that we participate in. But having said all that, advocacy, lobbying, it drives our region, a lot of people employed in it. But there's also something very positive about it, isn't there? Absolutely. I mean, you make a very good point. There are an awful lot of people who make their living in Washington through, generally speaking, advocacy, whether they do it for a national trade association, whether they do it for a corporation, whether they're employed at a law firm or a lobbying firm or a special interest group, there are a ton here. The other thing is everybody in America, pretty much, unless you're living by yourself in Walden Pond, is represented in some way in Washington. If you have a hobby, if you have a dog, if you have uh, eat food, if you like cooking, there there is somebody in Washington looking out for your interests, whether or not you realize it or not. What's interesting to me about that is so many people come to Washington as as millennials or you know as twenty year olds, thirty year olds. They come to change the world in some way, but yet when you talk with them about the idea of becoming a paid advocate, they get really upset and irritated, suggested. Do you, why, why is that? Well, first of all, I think that the, just because the reputation of lobbyists is so bad. And lately, you know, we had a presidential campaign whose uh, candidate ran on the fact that he was going to drain the swamp. And, but now that he's hiring, now that the Trump administration is hiring up, they're actually working with and lobbyists, advocates, and people who have served in government. That's yeah. where they're filling the positions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you realize, and I think that President Trump realized this too when he got into it, is that it's hard to find knowledgeable people in Washington that aren't lobbyists. So in effect, government is a machine like any other complex machine, and you need to understand how to work it. You need to understand how to manage it. Okay, so... If we didn't have advocacy, how would democracy function? I think it wouldn't, uh, honestly, it wouldn't function as well as it does, right? 
there's nothing you can do about it. We have the First Amendment allows citizens to petition the right to petition their government. And we petition our government through representatives who advocate on our behalf. And like I said, no matter where you are, unless you're in the woods, you have somebody doing that. And it's a good thing you do. When people talk about how to create jobs and how to grow an economy, there is generally a conversation that begins and ends with, you must reward people who are entrepreneurial and take risks. But your own business, you're an entrepreneur, you set up your own company to place people in advocacy firms. Aren't people involved in advocacy entrepreneurs also? Sure, absolutely. I mean, fundamentally, if you're at a law firm or lobbying firm, that is advocating for clients, you are your own business. And you have to go out and market, you have to go out and sell yourself, you have to go out and sell your value to clients who will then pay you to do what you do. So in a lot of ways, this large advocacy community is really no different from people who are trying to do the next great app or a restaurant or any other service, you have to understand your customer and you have to sell them something. Absolutely. Uh, fundamentally, it's all about finding the customer and servicing the customer. And, and I think what people fail to realize is the business is so large and millions and millions of dollars are spent on advocacy because it works. It's really funny to me, Ivan, that every other region around the world celebrates their core industries, right? And we're good at this, you know, Silicon Valley is good at Facebook. Detroit was good at the cars for a long time. Maybe it still is. Why do we run from, consistently run from the thing that we're best at? Yeah, it's funny. It's, I think it's just because over and over again, America listening outside of Washington hears how terrible lobbyists are and they are uh, ruining democracy, and they are buying government for the rich and everything else. And I think that's a real misnomer. I think that there are a ton of people who are in this town that are advocating on behalf of children, that are advocating on behalf of the poor, advocating on behalf of homeless. Uh, there are advocates out there. Not everybody is working for the Fortune 500. And there are a lot of people in town who are doing that. Whether or not they want to call themselves lobbyists, that's up to them. But I think they are advocating on behalf of others. And broadly speaking, isn't that what advocacy really is? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As you look at this industry and as we look at the large and growing software industry that we have here, do you see a crossover opportunity? Is there opportunity for people to be entrepreneurial providing software and solutions to the advocacy industry? Totally. I mean, it, the, the, the business of lobbying has changed and technology has been a big part of that. For instance, now uh, there, were, there were a couple articles lately about social media is the best way to advocate. And that is technology which never existed uh, before, you now have the ability through social media to reach out and touch lots of people very quickly. The fiasco with United Airlines is a great example of that. All of a sudden, within a couple of days, millions of people around the world knew about this incident. They had pictures of this incident and then were talking amongst themselves in a community about this. And that in itself forced change. And that's, a, that's just one example. 
And the last thing that strikes me is this week having a fair number of conversations about the local economy and the possible effect of a shrinking government. Sounds to me like the advocacy industry may be our best hope of a counter-cyclical pushback against that. Absolutely. Everybody that I talk to within the industry is optimistic that this is going to be a better year than last year. And I think that uh, is true. I think that there are a lot of issues out there that are very important to both corporations and other individuals. And we've already seen an uptick in the numbers that are reported through uh, the Lobbyist Disclosure Act. And I think it's going to continue. I think that's good for Washington. I think it's good for democracy. And uh, if people make a few bucks along the way, that's great too. I have an Adler, principal of the McCormick Group, helping us unpack and demystify one of the most important industries in the greater Washington region. Thanks, Ivan. Thanks, John. Great to be here. And that was another episode of What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman, and my producer, Tracy Madigan, we both remind you that what matters is how you think we're doing. So don't forget to direct message us at, at What's Working DC if you've got a story idea. And do tell your friends to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Podcast One. And you know what? If you can take the time to rate our show, it'll help spread the word that this show is hitting an important chord for the entrepreneurial business community here in what you and I agree is one of the most interesting places to be an entrepreneur in the entire world. So we'll see you next time. Goodbye.